One of the things that we're going to do as a brokerage, I decided, I was like, you know what, this whole thing, commission thing, this needs to be more transparent. So we're going to have a copy of our contract as well as our commission splits on our website. And that way, even before you join us or you never join us, you can look at it and be like, how does it work? What are the costs like? And here's my call to all owners is share your contracts and your commissions with people that want to join your brokerage and with the people that are already at your brokerage. And here's a couple of things that will happen, especially if you make it public. So you put the contracts and the commission stuff public. If there are people on different splits in your company, they're going to find out. But wait a second. That's not what I was told. Because you would not believe how many times I see people with contracts that are two people at the same company with drastically different contracts and one person paying way more because they just didn't negotiate as well. I'm like, yeah, you know what? How about just treat them all the same and be fair with them and be open with them. It shouldn't be that how well you negotiate. It should just be that, hey, this is how we run our business. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast. Today, I'm continuing on my 10 Loans a Month series. This is a tactical podcast we produce every week. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today, I'm going to talk about money. Remember that clip from Jerry Maguire, show me the money, Jerry. You know, recently in my Facebook group that I have with uh, 8,000 Canadian mortgage brokers, I did a post and I said, remember that movie Fight Club? And in the, second, the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. Well, I put in the first rule of commissions is we don't talk about commissions. And I have found that I started a brokerage in August of last year. And the more I interact with people, the more I find out that there is a small number of bad apples in the mortgage industry. Not all, but they don't disclose how the money works. They don't disclose how commissions work. They don't explain how their contracts work or their costs. And so I just did this post and I threw it out there just as more of an educational piece. And it kind of blew up. And then Jim Trelucas, who's a good buddy of mine, he did a post just sharing breakdowns of commissions that people can expect and that post really exploded in terms of like hundreds of comments and I spoke with Jim and he had got some owners that had reached out to him that were pretty upset about what he had done and I think that's awesome that's fantastic and here's why I think it's fantastic I think that we need more transparency not less and I believe at the core of me that as if you're a business owner you're listening to this or if you work for a business owner I believe that we have the right to run our business however the heck you want you can charge whatever you want you can have it structured just be transparent. That's it. 100% transparency, 100% freedom to choose how you run your business. That's how it should be. But unfortunately, there's a lot of games that people play and the games make me crazy. And so I'm going to talk about what I call the three C's. So if you are a agent or you work under a company, I'm going to give you three kind of things to think about and just some questions and framework to help you with navigating this. And this is just on the money side. It's not the only reason somebody should join a brokerage is money. It's like choosing a mortgage just based on rate alone. There's a whole bunch of other factors that come into it, but let's just make this show all about focusing on that. Before I jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian mortgage brokers. Very easy to use for borrowers, very easy to use for brokers. It's got some cool features like smart docs. It knows based on how the client's filling out the app, what it's going to need. It's also got smart submission notes, figures out what the lender's going to need from the app. And it's also linked to Lender Spotlight so you can search the best database of rates, guidelines that's on the planet. And it's totally built right in. Check them out at finmode.ca. All right, let's talk about what I call the three C's that you need to think about. First, there's contracts, commissions, and costs. Costs and fees. I could have just called it fees, but then it's not three C's. Wouldn't sound as good. So contracts, commissions, costs and fees. 
So contracts. So when it comes to contracts, some things you need to think about is you need to ask how long. Like some people want you to sign a long contract. Some people want you to sign a short. That's totally fine. But the second follow-up question is, is there a cost to break my contract early? And if so, how is it calculated? I talked to a mortgage broker recently. This was like in the last couple of months. Left a company. It was a two-year contract. Broke the contract early. And his fee was almost $13,000. And he's like, how did you come up with that number? Well, this is what we would have made from you if you would have funded about the same as last year. It was very vague and unclear. And obviously, this person was frustrated, and rightfully so, because it wasn't really explained. And it certainly wasn't outlined in the contract. We kind of like having a mortgage contract where when you go to leave, everything looks fine. And then you're like, oh, wait a second, you got a penalty. And you know how much clients love that when, when they don't understand it. I also heard of another example of a top broker when he broke his contract early, it cost him almost 300000 bucks. $300,000 that he charged him and he didn't fight it, which is crazy to me. And these are names, if you're in my industry, you'd know who these people are. And I just, it makes me sick to think that people can do this kind of stuff and then act like they're, you know, oh yes, I'm, it's just absolutely horrible. So anyway, I know of a guy who ended up paying almost 300K to get of his contract, really sad, stupid situation. Find out what happens if you break your contract early. Here's the general rule though. If they give you money, so there are some, like, especially the national brokerages, they will get you to sign a contract for seven years, but they'll give you money. That money they give you is based on their expectation of volume. So let's say you're a 50 million producer. They'll say, great, if you do 50 million, we give you so many hundred or so many thousand per million that you fund. We'll give you a check for hundred thousand bucks. And you're like, woo, hundred thousand dollar check. Fantastic. Problem is, is if you break that contract early, they will sue you and they'll come after you for money. Obviously, and they should because they gave you money. But here's the thing. It's kind of like a cashback mortgage. They've done the math. They know they're going to make it back. It's amazing to me how many mortgage brokers will, you know, basically say, oh, cashback mortgages. I mean, there's specific situations with the useful, but that's not usually a good deal. But yet they'll happily sign them on their mortgage contracts. They'll sign these, what do you call cashback mortgages? And the vast majority of large network brokerages that are shifting between networks, in almost every case, there's cash involved. It's never disclosed if you're an agent working there. You have no idea about it, but if you at a brokerage that's doing more than $100 million and you all of a sudden find out you're switching banners, in almost every case, there's checks. And that's fine, but again, just tell people, hey man, here's where we're going, but it's just the lack of transparency industry is kind of appalling to me. In any case, you need to ask. And the contract also, do I own my clients? So if I change companies, what happens? I know there's brokerages that will continue to market to your past clients. I don't think that's right. Unless they tell you and they say, look, we own the clients. This is how it works. I know there are some brokerages that are set up like that, but they find the clients. Fair enough. Also, make sure that you own your email address. You know, one of the things we coach all of the agents on at our brokerage when they set up, when they join us is make sure you have your own email address. Don't use the company email because if you leave, all those emails are gone. They're dead. So first, that's contracts. It's just some things to think about with contracts. The second, as I said, was commissions. So obviously, what is my split? Does it change at specific volumes? So some places have tiered. So this amount until you get to 5 million, then it's this, then you get to 10 million. Just have that outlined. And then ask, you got to be very specific about this. Is there any fees that come off the top before the split? Because this has happened numerous times where people would find out later on that, oh my gosh, oh, you didn't mention the royalty fee. So a lot of networks have a royalty fee, usually like between 5.65%. It's kind of the average between 3 and 5%. Does that come off the top? And isn't there a corporate fee after that? And if there is, you know, I knew a broker that was a 60-40 split, but she wasn't told until she got her first paycheck that there was a 5.65% royalty fee and then a franchise fee. And so she wasn't on a 50-50 split. It was closer to 60-40 rather. She was on a 50-50 split. She just wasn't told about it. Just tell them. Absolutely. If you're an owner and you may not like that I'm saying this, if you're an owner, just tell people, man. And if they don't want to pay it, then you save yourself a headache. 
or just add value so that they're happy to pay it. That's what your options. Ask about trailer fees and lender points. So if you are trailers, what happens when you leave? And get this stuff in writing, by the way. It's not enough to be like, hey, don't worry, I got you. I'm going to you know, take care of you if you leave. If it's not in writing, how are you going to enforce it, right? So I want to find out about what happens with trailer fees and then lender points. Is that something you also have access to? And again, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Just tell me about it. Especially one of the kind of telltale signs that there might be an issue is can you talk to lenders and BDMs about commission volume bonus? So if you say to the persons you're joining, hey, so can I talk to my BDMs about commission volume bonus? Can they explain this stuff to me? And they're like, yeah, go for it, man. If everything's disclosed, they won't care because I disclose it to you. If it's not all disclosed, this is where they'll say, no, no, you can't talk to them about that. And again, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying owners can't run their business however they want. They got their own cost structure, their own, you know, support, the benefits that they provide with that money. Fantastic. Just tell people. So that's when it comes to commissions. Those are the things I think about splits. Do they change the specific volumes, royalties in particular, franchise fees, trailer fees, lender points. One other thing too is if you leave and you've got mortgages that are in the pipeline, is there going to be any issue with getting paid for those mortgages? Because I've seen that happen where they hold back their funds. It just turns into a bit of a nightmare. So confirm that. So contracts is the first C, commissions the second, the last is cost. So what other costs are there? Is there a sign-up fee? If so, what do you get for it, right? So our brokerage, when we bring on a new agent, we put them through our Rookie to Rockstar University, we charge a $1,500 commitment fee. We tell them up front, we're going to charge you $1,500. When you fund your 10th mortgage, we're going to give it back to you. I love writing those checks to people. But I also say to them, if you flake out, if you change your mind, if you realize this is not the industry for you, we keep your money. Why? Because we invest significantly in coaches and coaching and training. And that's how it works. You can get it back and we write those checks and love to write them. But if you don't do it, you don't get it back. That's up front. At least they know what that looks like. Some brokerages charge, I've heard of up to 7,500 bucks, 10,000 bucks. Again, if you're writing checks for that much money, find out it better be dang well worth it for you to do it. And in some cases it's free. And by the way, that's only for our rookie agents because of the training and support that we built around them. That's not for our experienced agents. That's just for rookie agents because we've got underwriting coaches and sales coaches and discovery call coaches and strategy call coaches. It's like you're being coached by a football team, football coaches. You know, like, you know, a football team has, you know, a strength and conditioning coach. They have a kicker coach, a quarterback coach, like mortgages are complex. And so I believe that you need to be coached on each element of it to be successful, especially when you're brand new and you don't know which way is up. So monthly fees, is there a monthly fee? What does it cost? What does it cover? What do you get for the monthly fee? You know, insurance, desk fees. So just basically get a breakdown of all the costs. And just as long as, again, back to my original point, if it's disclosed and you're happy with it, giddy up. If it's not disclosed, this is where I think there's the problem. We just need to be far more transparent. So one of the things that I believe and there are some fantastic owners. I know some of them. There's some fantastic owners that are completely transparent. They run great shops. They take good care of their people. They have awesome people and they're good people. One of the things that we're going to do as a brokerage, I decided, I was like, you know what? This whole thing, commission thing, this needs to be more transparent. So we're going to have a copy of our contract as well as our commission splits on our website. And that way, even before you join us or you never join us, you can look at it and be like, how does it work? What are the costs like? And here's my call to all owners is share your contracts and your commissions with people that want to join your brokerage and with the people that are already at your brokerage. And here's a couple of things that will happen, especially if you make it public. So you put the contracts and the commission stuff public. If there are people on different splits in your company, they're going to find out. But wait a second. That's not what I was told, because you would not believe how many times I see people with contracts that are two people at the same company with drastically different contracts and one person paying way more because they just didn't negotiate as well. I'm like, yeah, you know what? How about just treat them all the same and be fair with them and be open with them 
it shouldn't be that how well you negotiate. It should just be that, hey, this is how we run our business. This is where the business owner should make money. Otherwise, they can't continue to support you. So anyway, that's my kind of rant on that. So this has just been tied into my thinking when I watch these posts that have happened on the Facebook group. So the two things that we're doing as a company, one, copy of the contract, you'll be able to go download that, look at it. And that's if you're with our company or not, don't really care because there's no funny business in our contract. Everybody gets the same contract. And the second thing is commission splits clearly outlined so that people can understand how it all works. I think that if we have more transparency, we're going to have more trust and it's just going to lead to a better brokerage. And the few, this is, again, we're making this seem like it's a big thing. There's a few bad apples. The bad apples won't be able to hide. It'll be like, oh crap, I kind of can't hide anymore. I'm not going to get away with it. And so we're basically going to eliminate those guys or they're going to have to change their business practices. And that's a good thing. So everybody's going to win in that scenario. And hopefully if you're one of the good owners, you are willing to follow suit with contracts and commission made publicly available so that everybody can see it, including your existing agents. And then we know how it all works and it's completely fair. Anyways, thanks guys for listening. If you're American and you're like, oh, this is making sense to me. The next episode, I promise, will be more in line with sales and stuff that I focus on. But since I saw this as a topic that came up, I wanted to dive into it and hopefully find it useful. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.